good day and thank you for listening to In Your Business. And I am your host, Victor Young, the Daily Life Coach. Today's episode is brought to you by Human Technology Solutions. Human Technology Solutions creates supercharged humans. Today's episode is called Learn How to Sell. That's right. Learn how to sell. Simple. This is for all you busted, broke, weak salespeople out there who just haven't figured it out yet. Living from paycheck to paycheck, making excuses on uh, why your customers that you get are different from the ones that your friend next to you gets and, and why they sell all theirs and you sell none of yours and, uh, you know, why sales is so tough and, and just it should be just made illegal throughout the world. Just banned. This is for you if you want it. Sometimes the weakest salespeople are the ones who never want training. They're the ones who say, I've got this. I just had a bad run. I just need to keep doing what I'm doing right now, and it'll turn around for me. So check this out. There's a ton of great books on selling out there. So I, I recommend a few things. Number one, I recommend learning multiple approaches to keep your skills up. However, we're going to focus on the real side of selling today. Yes, the human side of selling. I know we try to all avoid this because we just want to get in, present a great product, do a great demonstration, a great walk around, maybe even throw some numbers that are just quantifiably amazing. They give whoever you're selling to more than enough reason to buy your product, your service, your idea, your concept, shares in your company, whatever you're selling. It just makes sense. So why? Do they just not grab the pen and lean on it? Just make the purchase, make the decision, just make it happen, people. Why do they not just listen to you? You have laid out an amazing case, and there's no good reason for saying no. Well, let's talk about it today. First of all, did you know that everyone in the world will act as a salesperson at some point in their life? Even if you live in the most remote areas on the planet, even if you live in New Orleans in the swamp, or the Congo in Africa, or the Everglades in Florida, or the Amazon down in South America. No matter where you live, you will act as a salesperson at some point in your life. What's my definition of this salesperson, you ask? You're, you're going to have to engage in a situation where you must convince someone to buy into an idea, a product, a concept, a service, something at some point a plan to stay alive, whatever it is. If you're down in the, the Amazon or some remote location being sized up and followed by lions or hyenas, what are, what are some other cool animals? I don't know. We'll get back to that. At some point, you're going to have to do it. The earliest memories of me being a salesperson was when I was little, when I was young, and I wanted something, a toy, ice cream, a bicycle, a go-kart, a mini bike, whatever it is. My, my, my earliest days of being a salesperson started when I would sell my parents on an idea. If you do this, your investment in me, your purchase will allow me to do that. You buy me this go-kart and I will be the best race car driver in the world. And when I get my first check for winning Monaco, I will buy you that condo on the beach that you've always wanted. Yes, folks your loving son, the race car driver. Or maybe I'm just having a bad day and it's just 
I'm just not behaving properly. And it was, uh, you know, give me some ice cream. And ice cream just makes me happy. You know what it does to me. It just makes me smile inside. I will be a much better man with a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Two things. Ben and Jerry's wasn't around in my neighborhood growing up. And uh, my dad had a different way of changing my behavior anyway. But I'd still try. I knew I had a 50-50 shot at getting some Old Testament loving. But I loved ice cream. And it was worth the risk. At some point in our lives, we're all going to be a salesperson. We're going to have to sell something. Even people in healthcare or logistics, software, you're going to have to upsell something. If you're in customer service, customer care, people are like, no, I, I help customers. I'm customer service. But then at the end of the day, you still have to have people buy into other costs and associated fees that may accompany your service experience. It happens. I have a warranty on a grill that I purchased, and it was supposedly a lifetime warranty. So I called to get the parts, and not a problem, Mr. Young. We see your serial number matches. You're the original owner. And we just need to get some credit card information so we can cover your shipping and handling charges. Okay, well, you don't have to ship it too far. and I mean, It's not a lot that needs to be handled here, so how much is it? Well, by the time it ended, I waited a week to get it, and I probably could have uh, paid another 10 bucks and... Went to just a local grill store and got the part quicker. Then I, you know, I was a gentleman about it, but I, I gave them a little bit of a hard time trying to see if there was something we could do. And they were trained. They were well trained to just sell you shipping and handling and a smile and get you off the phone. And they did. So one of the first things I always say is this. You, you need to acknowledge that no matter what business you're in, you're going to sell something. You're going to have to upsell something. You're going to have to present something. You're going to have to get someone to buy into an idea, concept, a principle. Even if you're the CEO and founder of a company, and your company is not in the sales industry, it's technology. It's pharmaceuticals. Unless you're you're so wealthy, unless you're just so darn rich that you need no one else's money to build your company, then you're going to have to sell someone on your idea and your passion to raise capital and raise funds to grow your business. It's going to have to happen. So it doesn't matter your job title, your position, your age, your rank, your serial number. You're going to have to sell someone on something. Recruiters in the military, they're salespeople. You say, no, they're they're recruiters. Well, how can someone sell patriotism? Oh, they can. Some of the best salespeople I know work for the U.S. military. Trust me, I ended up at MEPS Processing based upon that one day. But that's another story. Recruiting is selling a future, selling a lifestyle, selling an education, and all the other things that you may not be able to afford right now, all bundled up in one. You're selling multiple things at once, whether you're recruiting for the military or whether you're recruiting for Google or Boeing or Lockheed Martin or Coca-Cola. Doesn't matter. If you're recruiting someone, you're selling them on their position, their success, their fame, the team, the education, the investment from the company. You're selling them on all types of different things. Hey, this is for all the new realtors out there right now. So my sister is making the leap from an industry in telecommunications into real estate. And she got some hard knocks experiences out of the gate. The good news is, being the loving brother that I am, I told her, get ready. The people closest to you are going to make you miserable some days. Why do they do that, you ask? I'm glad you asked. Because when you're involved in a selling situation and there's money involved, 
the more comfortable someone is with you, the more flaming hoops they feel comfortable <laughs> with you jumping through and clearing. Things that they would do and say to you, they may not feel comfortable doing and saying to a stranger or a salesperson they've never met before. So this just goes with the territory. Just be ready to invest a little bit more time, energy, and effort getting the people that you know comfortable with you representing them in a purchase arena, representing them as their agent of sorts. Now let me go deeper into this for you. When we know people, sometimes we assume we know what their financial situation's like. We see their car, we see their kids at the private school, we see them at the soccer field, and we look at Todd and Mary and say, they just, they're a great couple. Todd's just a great guy. They look rich. They look smart. They get along great. Their kids love them. It's the perfect little family. And then all of a sudden you get into a situation where you gotta, you've got to sell them something. And now you've got to go behind the scenes and behind the curtain into their private life. Now, now you've got to get them comfortable with you seeing information that none of their other friends or family know about. Do you really know what their credit score is just based upon seeing them at soccer games and volleyball games and galas? You really don't know. Do you, do you really know what their bank account looks like? No, we assume. I mean, everyone who looks the part, we assume they've just got years of reserved capital on hand, just money everywhere, foreign accounts, maybe a little bit down in the Cayman Islands. You know that's my spot, right? That's my thing. That's my jam. Grand Cayman Island, I'll, I'll see you soon. Anyway, we assume all these amazing things because people seem to be put together. And that's how we think. I'm just going to walk you out to the most expensive model that Mercedes Homes offers or Cal Atlantic, whoever, whatever builder, maybe even Bamboo Homes. My buddy Gary Roberts over at Bamboo Homes. You want a beautiful custom home? Check out Bamboo Homes in Sarasota. Love this guy. Some of those exquisite refined, architecturally appealing homes you'll ever see. And if, and if you show someone one of Gary's homes, you're going to assume they must be loaded, dripping in cash, adorned with frankincenses and myrrh. Myrrh, I tell you. <laughs> I don't even know anyone has myrrh anymore. That's just big money. But then we come to find out a little bit later on when it's time to talk about the approval and the pricing that they're just not, they're not comfortable talking with us there. That's where deals fall apart. Is the buyer comfortable enough with sharing their deepest, darkest financial secrets with you? You know, they say half of the marriages that end in divorce, it's about finances. So if the finance talk is strong enough that can kill a marriage between two people who love each other. What will it do between a salesperson and a client? How do you get someone comfortable enough to share that information with you that you know, let alone a stranger? Stranger's a little easier, but people you know, it's tougher. You think, it's just me, Todd. Why would you be so uncomfortable sharing all of your financial information, every dime you've ever made, your struggles, and just why would you not be comfortable throwing it out there to me? I mean, we've seen each other at least five times at soccer games, right? I think I deserve to know. Maybe not. I want you to think about that for a minute. I'm going to pause with you and for you. So you can just think about how difficult would it be for you 
to just throw out everything about yourself, everything that you've worked for, every mistake that you may have made, every time you were bamboozled or someone sold you something you didn't need or whatever. How willing would you be to just throw that out there to someone who could possibly share that information with someone else you know or even a stranger? So you're going to have to make this individual feel very comfortable and confident that A, you're accustomed to working in a highly confidential environment. If you don't use that C word of confidentiality, you may never get it all. You may never get the whole story. You may never get the real reasons. You may never get the real number, the real budget. You may never get it. So after you let them know that you're skilled at working in, in this confidential world, you also need to let them know it's okay. In the event we hit a hurdle or a roadblock, it's okay. We are 100% trained and prepared to help you get through it. That's why I'm here. You must be able to communicate to your friend, to your buyer, that we are 100% skilled, trained, and willing to help you work through any roadblock, any hurdle you may encounter. If you are unable to articulate it, explain it, and gain their trust, so they 100% feel you are the individual that's going to help them through any challenge they may have experienced or could experience in the future regarding their credit, their down payment, the transaction amount, the terms. If they don't feel 100% confident and comfortable with you and you've had that conversation up front, you're kidding yourself. Don't assume someone's going to think you're the most professional, skilled, confidential salesperson on the planet, whether it's real estate, whether it's a car, whether it's stocks, bonds, doesn't matter. If you don't have the conversation up front about who you are and about how you're going to handle their personal information, protect it, safeguard it, and help them work through any challenges they may experience one way or the other, then you've got that 800-pound gorilla that's going to jump out as soon as you pull your pin out and ask for the sale. This gorilla is going to grab that pin. I want you to imagine this, okay? I'm talking razorback gorilla. He's going to grab your little pin and he's going to start stabbing you with it. Maybe not actually. I'm talking figuratively. He's going to kill the deal. Hopefully, someone didn't bring their 800-pound gorilla that's going to stab you. If they did, at some point, you should have brought that up during the process. If you fail to explain to your sales manager that someone actually brought an 800-pound gorilla that was ready to kill you at any point during the sale, then I don't know what to tell you. Your sales manager may have grounds for whatever comes down from there. I don't know. That's not information you want to hang on to and hold back from the desk. But anyway, I digress. You've got to get behind the scenes and set an expectation before you start trying to sell your pen, your aircraft, your car, your house, whatever it is you're selling, the yacht, jewelry. You've got to create the why. Here's what I do. Here's who I am. Here's how I conduct my business. This is what I provide for my clients above and beyond whatever product or service you're looking to acquire. And if you start there, you'll get more information quicker. There'll be more of a comfort zone. You'll be able to really, truly do your job effectively and focus on the challenges and not the fear lingering in the back of someone's head. I know we've been trained, hey, find out the hot buttons, get the motivation. You know, it is not uncommon for our wants to trump our needs on a daily basis. I know a lot of broke people that are hungry, that have iPhones and really nice Nike sneakers. 
And that's great to know your product and also know their needs. But you got to know their motivations. You got to know also the mental, emotional part of that selling experience on what's important to them. And you got to address it up front. If you save all these things for the back end side, now you're just a salesperson. If you address any fears, challenges, process, breakdowns, whatever it could be up front, now you're a professional. But it takes a little bit of courage for you to be that professional. Because most people only like to discuss an objection or a challenge once it rears its ugly head. If you continually wait one at a time for challenges and objections to hit you, eventually you run out of time. That's when you hear the client say things like, the process took so long. It took so long because you never took the lead and, and just took charge of the situation and said, here's who I am. Here's what I want to provide for you. These are the things that are important to me and the majority of my other clients. What else is important to you before we get to the product, before we get to the test drive, before we get the, to the walkthrough on the house, before we look at my PPM and my executive summary about buying my stock or interest in my company, before you get to all that, find out who you have in front of you. Let's start there. I know you're probably looking for some big closing line, me to drop something on you. We haven't even gotten there yet. Let's start out with how to at least set the table, to set the, the pace, to, to establish a tempo, a temperament, an environment, to just just getting some trust started up front. And I know the scary part is this. Once you declare a certain level of confidentiality, of great service, of concern, of professionalism, the fear for every lazy salesperson is I may have to do that stuff and I really not, I just don't want to bring it up because I may have to do that stuff. But frankly, if you're at a level that you can't declare those types of excellence and performance, you're not there anyway. So that should be your goal is to work towards being able to perform at a level that you can talk about it up front and deliver it in the back. We're going to give you more on learning how to sell later on, but let's stop here today because this is a lot. We just, we just really covered a lot. This is the basis of success on how you're going to start that engagement, that relationship with that client, whether it's a one-time deal or whether it's a lifetime relationship where you're going to service that account continually over time. Either way, that client deserves it, and you got to give it to them. So just to recap it, let's recap. You're going to work on creating an environment, a system, benefits that you're going to discuss up front with your client, that you're going to disclose up front with your client. You're going to give them a level of performance that you are going to deliver, and then you're going to give it to them. Because if you tell them what to expect and how you're going to do it, and then you ask them at the end, is there anything I missed that you'd like to bring up that you'd like to occur throughout this process? You got all the information. People love efficiency. They would love to give you all the information so they can make an educated buying decision. That's what every client wants, believe it or not. But if they don't trust you, and if you haven't had the conversation up front, why would you expect them just to roll over and give you their checkbook. Do people even use checkbooks anymore? I don't know, their debit card, their wire transfer, their Bitcoin, whatever. Whatever cryptocurrency they might spend. You know where I'm going with this. They're not going to pay you until the job is done. 
And frankly, if you're the professional, you are determining the pace and when that job's going to finish. So step up. Well, that's all we have this week. So thank you for tuning in. We're going to get back on this learning how to sell because I've got a lot of requests. I'm talking lots and lots of requests on how do I become a better salesperson? How do I become a better account executive? How do I become a better recruiter? I'm going to give you guys a lot more on that coming up in the near future. But until then, make sure you share the dailylifecoach.com with everyone you know who's searching for success and follow at the Victor Young on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. And remember, live fearless, my friends.